You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. And welcome to Ring Post Radio, the only show where one of the hosts has been dying all week. That's right, I put the cough in, cough in. Ryan Itzy, uh, how's it going, everybody? Uh, with me, as always, is Scotty Edwards. Scotty, how are you doing? Oh, living the dream, living the dream. Just kidding, couldn't be worse. But you know, I could be worse. I could be sick like you've been, actually. So. Literally there we sick, go. How fun. Literally sick an entire week. Yeah, you you hit it. You literally stopped doing this show, and then your body shut down. That's not a joke. That is not a joke. If you listen, if you are on the page, if you're on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash pod. If you're on the Patreon, <clears throat> you can see the last episode of Ryan hasn't seen anything. Where at the end of it, I'm like, oh man, I'm not feeling good. Like that match made me sick. Which you know, at the time we thought like, oh man, this match was so. Brut- brutal that uh, brutal brutal it was actually making me sick uh mm. and then and then you know i was like okay and then i put out put up all the stuff together and all that jazz and then walked downstairs watched television with my other with my sick fiance and literally like sitting there for like an hour i was like oh no i think i'm actually sick this feeling of nausea is not going away and then a week later Still sick. Every day, Scotty, it's been something new. Past couple of days actually hasn't been that new. It's basically just been coughing. But every day, it was literally something new and it was disgusting and gross. And I lost like four pounds, uh, which I guess is good, but not the way you wanted it to be. But, but yeah, I'm dying. I know I, I'm physically dying. You're mentally dying. I think we're all just, you know, it's one of those days. That's. If people wondering why we didn't live stream this episode, that's one of those reasons why we're not live streaming it. Because yeah, Ryan, Ryan's yeah, we're 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 going through it. Okay, yeah, it's one of those episodes where you're just going through it, folks. And but you know we're still trudging through. We were born for greatness. My 2022 Spotify Wrapped Song of the Year. I think it said it played it 64 times. Uh, we are born for greatness. Uh, I don't have to remember any of the lyrics now. I, I know there's a lyric in the song. That I like, was born for greatness. Uh, oh, born for greatness. Apparently, also a Papa Roach song. Do we dare play that song? I mean, do we have to? Oh man, that is. I, now we gotta look that up. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. There will be some coughing throughout the episode. Scotty, how are you doing? Um, you know. We're working. We're working. You know, it's funny because, like, I asked you last night, are we doing this show? Because I knew you were, you know, on death row at sometimes this week. And then I was like, wait a minute. What is it even to do for this week's show? Because <laughs> it's like, I don't know. It's kind of been, it's been a weird week for wrestling. So it hasn't been as newsworthy. We're kind of heading towards the newsworthy stuff still. Mm-hmm. Um, So... Yeah, that was, that was funny because I was like, oh, I should probably like ask before we just, you know, move on. Yeah, I feel like this is going to be like the last. I feel like this episode is sort of a calm before the storm episode. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, 
we we are previewing today NXT Takeover Deadline and Ring of Honor Final Battle. And there are also some other news bits. AK, let's just throw shit at the wall and see what happens. Back to back shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but then you know, next week we're going to be reviewing that show. Um, Winter is coming is happening as well. Uh, next, not this Wednesday, but next Wednesday. So that's going to be a big show as well. Then, you know, we're going to be, next thing you know it, we're going to be previewing Dream Queendom, and AAA's got a Night of Champions show, which, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, however that's going to be. Rev Pro has a show coming up, <clears throat> which uh, that should be pretty good. And then uh, Wrestle Kingdom uh, is going to be around that corner as well. And then, and then after Wrestle Kingdom, it's reviewing Wrestle Kingdom, previewing Impact Hard to Kill, which whatever. Um, talking about that. Uh, then the great mood of final bye bye, uh, and then the Royal Rumble. You know, every week beyond this week, it, you know, this is the f- start. Really, it's the calm before the storm before it really starts picking up a lot more. Um, and sure also, is. And also be talking the year end awards, of course. Doing that again at some point. Um, yeah, in the new year, we gotta wait till Dream Queendom really gets by because that's gonna be a. Uh, I don't know. I mean, do you think? I think the only thing that Dream Queendom might affect is like match of the year. Um, yeah, it's a weird show. I don't think Dream, I don't think Dream Queendom is going to rapidly change like female wrestler of the year awards. No, no. It might. The only thing it would be is maybe match of the year, and I guess I'll say show if you know because you never know with shows, right? It's like yeah. Well, if everything hits. Sure, right? It's like that you can't really predict that. Mm-hmm. So I'd say probably keep an eye out for that, but it's just so weird because it's at the end of the year. So it's like, oh, I have to wait on all of my year end stuff until this show happens, which is, you know, mm-hmm. right before. But I guess that's the exciting part for them is that, hey, we are the last big show. Um, and, you know, those last. Those those la that last week of the year and the first week of the year in Japan's like insanity, anyways, in terms of big shows and big matches. Like, so there's gonna be a lot. There's gonna be a lot to uh, play with as the year closes out. And that's what's so exciting. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And then next week and the week after that, we're gonna have guests. We can yes. guess scheduled and planned for next week and the week after. So Yes, I'm gonna sit here and act like I didn't forget. I, I couldn't remember if it was this week or next week, and I was like, uh oh. Yeah, I could I could begin to tell you. I was like, I know it's coming up mm-hmm. because you know, time flies, right? And yeah. it's hard to pay attention, but I was like, wait a minute. Is it this week? No, it's not. Uh, but yeah, let's uh, let's let's do our damn thing, huh? Let's, yeah. Uh, I'm so confused. I'm so lost. No, don't but, worry. Let's let's let's, let's hold hands, Scotty, and walk into and wade into the wrestling news together, as only we shall. <laughs> um. So we got a, a a bunch really news wise, like you said, sort of a light week news wise and wrestling world stuff. It's it's one of those weeks where it's like here's some contract news update stuff. Um, uh, here's one that uh, did not know happened, 
until I read it this morning. A uh, Tegan Knox return on SmackDown <laughs> last Friday, uh, helping yeah, live t- helping Liv Morgan seemingly teaming up with Liv Morgan moving forward. So Tegan Knox uh, back in WWE, back wrestling in WWE uh, has her full name Tegan Knox, not just Knox, I believe it was. Um, so yeah, she is back and with new hairdo and all that jazz. So what are your thoughts on Tegan Knox coming back to old Papa H? An actual good ad. You know, I know, like with Tegan Knox, and I think she gets a lot of undeserved hate because her knees failed her, right? It's like, it's not her fault that, you know, her knees just couldn't hold up for so long. And, you know, she was a really special prospect once upon a time. Yeah. And I feel like I haven't really seen her get to go since coming back because like she came back for two seconds right on nxt then she got moved to the main roster and then she was off tv within i don't know three weeks yeah so it's like this is a whole new person in a lot of ways and it's a fine ad to bolster up a women's division on smackdown which we went over is really bad yeah um so she instantly becomes like one of their top talents on there in terms of just in ring despite not having wrestling all year yep and and having no knees. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wonder how many, I'm going to look up how many matches she's had just in the past, I don't know, three years, maybe. That's a fun game. But I think it's, I, I like that I saw her like show up. I didn't actually watch the show. I just saw the video and I was like, oh, good for her. Yeah. You know, she's, she tough, tough go. Um, and this is like this is like this feels like one of the ones where you know Triple H brought her back. Wow, she hasn't wrestled since. She hasn't wrestled last... since October of 2021. Jesus. So okay, so Tegan Knox, uh, wrestling, pretty sizable numbers: sixty matches in 2015, 104 matches in 2016. 34 matches in 2017. She stopped wrestling in April. Um, I don't know when she signed with WWE, but she stopped wrestling in April or May-ish of 2017. And then didn't injury. wrestle. Like, was that an injury again? That was the first one. Are you sure? Because the, I Yeah, because she was supposed to win the first May Young Classic. Yeah, no, but the May Young Classic didn't happen until after that because she then has matches in NXT April of 2018 where she is wrestling in NXT on NXT live shows. Yeah, that's the second May Young Classic though. She was supposed oh. to win the first one. Mm. That's a little known fact. She was supposed to win both. <laughs> and she uh, and she won neither. Was the 2018 May Young Classic the first one? <coughs> no, 2017 cuz I think Kyrie was over there by then. Oh, let's play the game of can I remember when the May Young Classics happened? Yeah, it was 2017. was the first one. Started in July. July? Okay. July. Yeah. And she was supposed to be in that. She got hurt. Um, She came back, got hurt in the second one. She came back for a couple live shows, got hurt in the second one, which aired, yeah. I think this is the air dates. Uh, yeah, sure. Oh, and no, then they were recorded. The air dates were October. They recorded in August. So she got right. had matches in August. Got injured. Right. 
didn't wrestle again until July 2019. This is August 2018 to July 2019, where she comes back at a live show. Then she's on yeah. NXT for a little bit, 2019 to 2020. That was her best run in the company. Agreed. Easily. Agreed. Because that was the run where she came back, did war games. Yeah. And well, tried to do war tried games. Tried to do war games. And then feuded with Dakota Kai, had that good, really good TV match with Dakota Kai on NXT television. And then she got injured <laughs> again. <laughs> It's been a, it, yeah, uh, ultimately, it, you know, it hasn't been easy. It hasn't been easy. Well, I guess on my apologies, she she went up to the main roster, it looks like, first. No. As Knox? Was she in the main roster at this point? No, no. Uh. Her last match was on the main roster. Yeah, she. she on a she, house show, I'm pretty sure. She's. She has a match in August of 2020 um, f- with a tri-brand battle royal. So presumably she's still in NXT at that point. But she's injured again. Then comes back on the main roster, 2021, as Knox, teaming up with Shotzi. And she has 11 matches. Then she gets injured. This is now... She gets injured... One, two, three. Her fourth injury in four years. She's had an injury, a multi-month injury. Four times in four years. So I guess what I'm saying, we're spending a lot of time on Tegan Knox, but I guess what I'm saying there is that I think you're right. I think Tegan Knox is such a talent that she is top 50% of the SmackDown women's roster because that SmackDown women's roster sucks butt. <laughs> However, it's just, I don't know if she, she couldn't be more fresh than she is now cuz she and and this isn't a joke. This is actually like serious. She hasn't been injured. Like she's not coming back from injury. She's literally just coming back to wrestling. Right, so like this might be her best shot and her last shot in a lot of ways to make something happen. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, I'm wishing the best for her. She's a good ad for a rot, and I thought she would have been a good ad for any women's roster, truthfully. Yes, um, I know. Like, I'm sure, it's been tough for her not to wrestle at all. Sure, um, I'm also sure it, you know it wasn't part of the plan. I know. I think she had trouble with the visa. At one point, so here's to here's to cheering her on. Hopefully, she can uh, make something work. But I I guess I just have concerns about at this point level of can she go? Uh, well, yeah, but I, I, I mean, I half the right. roster can't, so it doesn't matter. I guess that's true. She's still better than Shotzi, and Shotzi just had a match with Ronda Rousey on pay per view. She's still better than Ronda Rousey, probably. That's also true. That's what I mean. I think she's still immediately their base talent is still way better. It's just like she yeah. is she is shot. See, oh yeah, uh, she is just not. I, I don't think. I I mean, I'll have to see it for to believe it. You're right in that she didn't. She's not coming back from injury. She's coming back from like not working. So she had time to actually. She be rusty too. She yeah, great. Let's add rust on top of it. Uh, 
Speaking about Rust, I guess in the sense that it's old and maybe Eric Young. Uh, <laughs> Eric this Young, one makes no sense to me. Eric Young is over, seemingly over, uh, because he was dead and killed off on Impact this past Thursday. Meaning he, uh, as many believe, that he is now done with Impact Wrestling. His contract seems to be over uh, because, again, he's dead. So, <clears throat> you know, it's funny to make fun of it, but this, again, this is not the first time that Impact no, kills off people. They, no. It's interesting that they kiss, they kill off some people and don't kill off other people. Like, what is the determining Sorry. factor? Sorry, man. I don't, I don't know what you want me to do there. Do you want me to kill other people for them? Like... Yeah, like let's let's kill off some of our guys, but not all of our guys. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> Eric Young's dead uh, in Impact Wrestling lore. <laughs> Eric Young's dead, and uh, yeah, so the belief is that he is going to go back to WWE. Um, <clears throat> some believe that maybe you reunite, you know, Killian Dane's out there, Alexander Wolf's out there. You reunite Sanity, you know. <clears throat> That's no, okay. Nikki Cross is scary, creepy, you know, crazy again. So the belief there is maybe a reunite, reunion of sanity. Do you want to see Eric Young back in WWE? No. <laughs> no. I thought he he's the type of guy that should be like an impact lifer. And this isn't a shot at him. It's more of he just fits like that's what his career is. He's an impact lifer who's, you know, he left yes, he left, but he didn't leave and find a lot of success in WWE. I know like sanity was a thing and they were in that first war games that was really good. But like other than that, I mean, what what do we what do we talk about here, right? It's like is it really that much of a difference for him to go there? Unless he just doesn't want to wrestle anymore. He's going to become more of a coach than anything else, which then, hey, good for you. But I'm not sure what he's going to do for this roster. He's a good wrestler. He fits a lot of roles, but he's never going to do that in WWE because no one ever saw him as that. That's why he was that in TNA. He's one of their, truthfully, he's one of their greats in TNA impact. Like he was a great for them. Yeah. So it is weird to me that, you know, they give him the world title. They give him his own group. He suffered an injury, came back, had that great match with Josh Alexander at Slammiversary. Maybe, 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 maybe. Um, like he did all that, right. He was on the big show and then he just, you know, leaves and don't get me wrong. I mean, it's not like uh violence, whatever violence by design. Yeah was sitting there killing it killing it but at the same time it's like well you know it's a choice yeah no i mean i you know like you said violent by design got a little hammered hammered's not the word but they got a little uh hurt by you know eric young getting injured and then by time eric young comes back and is able to wrestle again joe during joe doring goes out with his cancer uh coming back uh, and then it's just Eric Young and um, Diener. Diener, thank you. Couldn't remember. Uh, then it's just those guys, yeah. and you start and you start like unraveling the group and do that. And you know, I, I can see why Eric Young's like, you know, maybe I'll just you know find better waters somewhere else. And and I, I, I the belief is WWE. I've also heard that there's belief that maybe he just wants to like 
you know, coast on the indies and, you know, maybe that might be the end of his career. I could see him maybe going back to coaching with WWE if he wants to. Yeah. I don't know if he wants to. I know he was a, he was getting tried out to be a agent um, before he was released. So. Oh, yeah. Like in the main roster, he was doing some agent yeah. work. So, yeah, maybe maybe that's something he he sees possible as a future. Maybe, you know, <clears throat> this was ending his, his career was uh, being killed on impact. Um, and then maybe he'll go back to WWE as an agent. I don't think, you know, maybe if he wants to do that, the job's there. Triple H is there. Why not? Can't get, I can't give you a good reason why not to do it. Truthfully, I mean, if especially if you don't want to wrestle as much anymore or at all, it's like, hey, all right, yeah, good last run in Impact. Go, uh, go get your money. Yeah, I don't blame him. Um, moving on to more contract news. Koto Ibushi, just a little reminder that his contract is up. We have confirmation that his contract is up at the end of January 2023. So, in two months, roughly, two months' roughly. time. Koto Ibushi will be a free agent, assuming uh, we all assume he is not re-upping his contract in New Japan. But uh, it is a safe assumption. So, <laughs> so Koto Ibushi might be a free agent, assuming again, assuming that he is not re-upping with New Japan, but also assuming that he is healthy enough to wrestle. Obviously, he believes sure. so. Um, but you know, doctors may say otherwise. Who the hell knows? Who the heck knows with this guy? Uh, but yeah, so if you're, you know, if you're Koto Bushi and you want to wrestle somewhere, where do you want to wrestle? What's the plan here? He's an interesting one. Cause like, does working with him cost you relationships with new Japan? You're thinking from the AEW perspective. Yeah. You got to think from that perspective. I think first. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't. I I think at the time when we hear all this stuff, yeah, because there was stuff about like he might be just blacklisted from wrestling, yeah, in some ways. Let let alone Japan, right? So it's like, mm-hmm. and, think, it's calmed down now. Yeah, right? I don't. It's I don't know down. if there was any like truth to that. I think there was definitely fear that that was true. Yeah. But I don't know if there was necessarily truth to that. But I, I agree with what you're saying that I wonder if it's definitely calmed down a lot. And I wonder if what the truth is with him and New Japan's relationship. It seems that some things have healed a little bit mm-hmm. compared to where they were. But yeah. so I guess if you're New Japan, you know, if you want to make this guy happy. You release him from his contract, and <clears throat> you know you send him to AEW. We've just proven that AEW guys are working New Japan. You got you can have him come back into New Japan at some point, and not have to deal with him full time. Correct. You can still have Kota Ibushi and just not have to deal with any of his politics, or not politics, but any of his, you know issues or any of those things. Yeah. you if anything new japan wins by releasing yeah. him because they can have him come back at any point in time yeah i don't know if he'd the also the game is i don't know if he'd go back true with, that's but, true 
I think with him, it's it's just such a wild card because he is such a wild card. I could see him be the type of guy to start his own little promotion. Yep. Um, and just wrestle there for the rest of his days. I could see him go back to DDT because mm-hmm. that's where he called home for a long time. I could see him not care to wrestle ever again. I can see him as as uh, as Keji Muto's final match. Yeah, yeah, that'd be crazy. <laughs> and, and I could, that's the thing. It's like we could see him do anything. We he could retire. He could never wrestle again. He could wrestle for years to come in the smallest of companies or the biggest of companies. It's mm-hmm. like that's Kota Bushi. But I here's here's my ultimate feeling on it. I'd just like to see Kota Bushi wrestle again. Yeah. That's that's all I care about. I haven't seen the guy wrestling forever. And the last time we did see him wrestle, he was just coming back from injury. Yep. And then and then but the, remember that last match. Oh, illness. It was illness. He, not he even was injury, coming back from it? illness and then the last match he straight up like broke his broke his arm or yeah. shoulder, you know, broke like you saw right. that. Yeah, because that was the match that I was like, "Oh my god, this is this is this is Kota." Like he's feeling back and then he does the Phoenix Splash and yeah, we know how that went. And it, that was the G one climax final, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, the one, the last, the second, the first one of the back to back that Okada won. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think even New Japan, you're not you know you don't need him anymore. If you're AEW and you got the you got the money, you got the space. I mean, I don't see why not. I mean, I mean, I I tweeted out like. You know, in the new year, if you're AEW, you might have your options between Kota Ibushi or, like, Sasha Banks. And if you can swing it, you'll take in both, of course. But if I, if you had the option between the two, you're in the new year. <laughs> it's more of who's easier to get, I think, for them, or that it would be Ibushi. <laughs> oh, 100% Ibushi. But if you can get Banks, you get Banks. 100%. Yeah, I mean Banks is gonna want probably the biggest deal. <clears throat> I mean, yes, that's what it sounds like. She'll probably she the wants the biggest money contract possible. Yeah, um, she'll have her own fine. show. Go get it. She'll have her own show called Money Talks. Money Talks. Yeah, she'll have. She'll get the whole everything. But yeah, I, um, with Coda, it's like if you're if you're AEW, you consider it. Yeah. I'm telling you what, I don't think it's gonna happen, but WWE is gonna consider it. If you're WWE, you have to consider it, and you have the money, so why not? Because they don't have any connection to New Japan. They don't give a shit. They'll sign them right up. Um, but Ibushi doesn't present me as a guy that's like, yeah, let me go there. Like that's not him either. I mean, you didn't even know who Vince McMahon was, which is true. Which is true. Yeah, I I don't see Ibushi going back to WWE. I don't either, but I'm just saying they'll definitely say, consider quote unquote him. going back to WWE. Signing with WWE <laughs> in the first place outside of the cruiserweight class. But the only pause I have there is like, well, he was convinced by someone to work the cruiserweight classic. Sure. Was that Triple H? In some case you know, if that's the case, then maybe Triple H is like Oh wait, that guy's free. Yeah, let's pick him up. Yeah, you know, like I don't yeah. know, have him team up with. They are in signing mode again. Yeah. Well, re-signing mode. Have they signed anyone that New? hasn't previously worked for the company? 
Hold on. Only um, only uh, picture that gauntlet meme. Well, no, because they would go through NXT, would they not? Yeah. Right. So. They were they were rehiring like NXT people. Yeah. So no, they have they have not done that. Well, Cody, but he didn't count. Cody, Cody was the, but that didn't count because that was Vince. That was Vince's last big. That's hire. Vince, and technically he was already there. But like, I don't know. I I don't count it. <laughs> he came back a very different human being. Yeah, yeah. We'll see how he comes back. I mean, that guy, was Vince's doing. It Cody that. might come back to the Royal Rumble and get his ass kicked kicked by Dwayne the Rock Johnson. So, you know, I don't think he's in that match. If that's the case. <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, yeah, I mean. You know, I think that's the only precedent, not precedent, but only possibility of WWE is that, you know, he was talked into being in the Cruiserweight Classic by somebody, you know. <clears throat> if he wants to do that, he probably could. Um, AEW, I think, is the obvious one. But if I'm AEW, I'm like putting all that money towards Sasha Banks. And if I get Sasha Banks, or I, if I don't get Sasha Banks, I pick up Coda. If I do get Sasha Banks and we have enough money for it, I'm picking up Coda. If I if they if, always have enough money. Yeah, I was like, you know, if I have to get rid of like some, you know, your your Luthers, if I have to get rid of some of your uh Dark Order guys, <laughs> you know, you know, trim trim the fat a little bit. Um sorry, Preston Vance. Uh, <laughs> uh you know, if I have to if we if I had to do that if I'm Tony Khan to bring in Sasha Banks and Koda Bushi. Sure, sure. Yeah. Who knows? But you know, I, I I think I I think we'll see him again wrestling in twenty twenty three. I think where is going to be the uh, eternal question. Yeah, I I think so too. I think so too. Let's move on to the last big. This is like the only really big news item, <clears throat> really from this week. William Regal, what the hell is happening with this guy? After two write offs on AEW television, William Regal looks to be heading. Back to WWE. Or not. No one knows. There are several conflicting reports about Regal's contract status, with many believing that he signed for three years. Some reports saying that he signed for a year, but that you know still has several months to it because he signed in March. Some saying that he is like, done, done. His contract's over. With one report, I read this report, Scotty, saying that he has a contract clause saying that if Triple H is in power, then he can leave AEW to go to WWE, which is an insane, inane contract clause, which I don't think exists. So everything sounds super up in the air, just like a George Clooney movie. I believe it's George Clooney. Um, but what do we what do we think? William Regal, what's happening to this guy? Is he gone? Is he going back to WWE? Is he still in AEW? Is the write-off just like some sort of storyline bit? What's happening? They wrote him off two weeks in a row. Who writes a person off two weeks in a row? It, it, you know what? You know what it feels like, right? Is that that first time that they wrote him off? It felt like part of the story. It felt like okay, this is where we're gonna go. We have different. We have different. Um, we have different plans for the next couple weeks, months, so on. And then it, it almost felt like they were like, oh, shit, Regal's actually leaving. We need to do something to 
benefit us before he walks out the door. That's what it feels like. Like it felt like, all right, this is a story that we're playing out here, playing out here. And then one week later, it's like Regal's like, yeah, I'm going back. So they're like, ah, all right, we need to, we need to kill this. Then we need to squash what happened because how, how do you, how do you play this game? Right. In the, William, your likes playing the game. How do you play the game of okay? So if this is if these are the agreements you had, and we don't know if it's actually like if Triple H goes into power, you can go back. It does kind of feel that way, but and because William Regal doesn't necessarily want to be an on-air guy anymore, he likes doing the finding talent and scouting and developing talent. That's what he likes doing. Um. So it was. It felt like in a sense of hey, can you help us get whoever over before you walk out, before you leave? Because in that one segment, you created the mega heel once again with MJF. And don't get me wrong, I thought the promo was a little bit here, there, and everywhere. But overall, it was a perfect execution of getting him to be full on heel, in my opinion. Because you, you know, especially ending it with him knocking Regal out with the brass knucks. And then two, you create a super baby face now in Brian Danielson, kind of what they've been working towards. It's just they had to do it in the quickest possible fashion now because it did feel like this was going to be a natural story to play up to Revolution. And now Moxie's doing a different story, right? It almost feels like. They brought back Hangman. They're like, all right, let's just let's just move on from uh, move on from the Regal stuff and just uh, which sucks for them, but it's like, well, they had stuff ready to go too. So, yeah, I I, I will push back on the uh, that one re- weird report of uh, having a weird contract clause that if Triple H came in power because Triple H has been in power for months now. Right, he would have been gone. He would have been ago. yeah, or Triple- he would have gave them the idea. Yeah, Triple H has been in power since August, uh, and it's December. You know, he probably had an opt out, yeah, type thing maybe. with his contract. Like, hey, after one year, if you want out, you can, you know, because yeah. that's different than just hey, Triple H is back, I'm leaving, right? Like that's yeah. different. Opt one year opt out. It's like I don't remember when he was released. I think it was the beginning of last year, mm-hmm. and then he went and they showed up a revolution. So. Give or take, depending on when he signed and when they decide to put him on TV, we're approaching a year no matter what. Yeah, he showed up at Revolution. So right. w- when he signed the contract, who knows? I don't mm-hmm. think that I don't think that is no knowledge. We know, <clears throat> like we know for that Tony Khan has in the past signed people way before they de- debuted, like Claudio. He, right. he reportedly said that <clears throat> he signed Claudio like. Wait, like Brian Danielson's like, oh, we need a guy. What about Claudio? And he's like, oh yeah, I already got him. Let's let's throw him in. Uh, yeah, let's just toss him in there. Oh okay. Oh perfect. So we don't know. So let's say January that January to March area. Yeah. In which case, you know, you you write him off, and you can just sit on ice, sit at home for the next month to month yeah. to four months. You know, I don't, you know who knows. I mean, that's not too bad. I think I think you're right. I think if anything, a one year opt out clause is possible. Um, I could see that. 
And that being maybe that's the report of the if Triple H comes in the power breaking class break class yeah, in case of emergency. To me, it would be more like instead of like, oh, Triple H is in the power. See ya. It's instead. All right, you have. I have an opt out at the end of each year. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take it now so I can go back behind the scenes. And, and we also have to remember William Regal's son works for that company too. Yeah. Like there are more connections than just him being a Triple H guy. Like, you know, obviously they work together very closely in NXT, but his son's there, and that does play a factor too, I'm sure. Plus they are going back to that glocalization, uh, as Stephanie put it, glocalization, um, and restarting NXT Europe. You know, William Regal would be a good face of that brand, I would say. And then, you know, I love I love my friend my friend Louis Dangor, but they don't. No. Um, but he made a good point in saying that like, you know, if he goes back to WWE, just like the Cody thing, that guy's got more connect AEW connections then. And if you bring him back yeah. into office, into yeah. office, that's not good. That's not good for AEW at all. I mean, yeah. Cody's one thing, but he's just a wrestler there. Bring back yeah. Regal to office with connections to AEW talent that maybe mm-hmm. are like with the, after the whole CM Punk thing or like I kind of want to he- head out. Yeah, that, it's not good. That, that's not good if, to, for him to go. I think no, he's more. I think he's more dangerous leaving than Cody is. Interesting, because because Regal. So the I forget who said it, but there was a report that he said no to backstage roles, too in For, AEW. Yeah, mm-hmm. which I find interesting. Um, it's definitely dangerous because I'm sure he's made good connections with people outside of the Blackpool Combat Club. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an interesting. It's just an interesting game, though, right? Like that we're watching here, because and I keep saying game and uh, Triple H, um. But this is kind of the world we're in now with wrestling is that people are moving, people are leaving, people are, you know, trying new things. And it's just a matter of is there, is there going to be like a massive shift if William Regal leaves? I don't necessarily think so. I think the people that want to leave are going to leave AEW and the people that don't want to leave are going to stay at the end of the day. I don't think Regal will change much of that because the main, the, the four people he was connected to most all scream AEW, <laughs> right? Like yeah. Brian Danielson, he's there for a reason. He's there for a reason. John Moxley. I mean, come on. <laughs> we, don't, we don't have to talk about his allegiance to AEW. Uh, Claudio, Claudio's just got there. He still feels fresh in a lot of ways because he's been stuck in the same feud this whole time. Like we haven't seen Claudio do anything else yet. Yeah. Right. Plus he has multiple, then, multiple years to a contract anyways. So right. And you go anywhere any soon. And you has been used well there. Now, don't get me wrong. You probably would have been WWE, in WWE if William Regal was still working in NXT and they didn't change their entire philosophy right before he was signed. Yeah. Right, but he, he had a tryout. If I recall, he had a tryout yeah. and everything. People were shocked that he wasn't signed, and it's because they were changing the philosophy of NXT. Um, I remember that, 
I remember that report. So he's an interesting one, but not someone that I'm I would be worried about either if I was AW because of how well they've handled him. Uh but it'll be a fun it'll be a fun thing to watch because I think you're definitely onto something that Regal could play that pivotal role in, you know, getting a few people over, but you know. I, I think it's all about when contracts come up, too. It's like we yeah. haven't seen anyone big contract come up yet. So since that'll Cody. be since what? Since, since Cody? Yeah, since Cody. Yeah, right. Exactly. So and Cody did switch. So, you know, <laughs> I mean, know. there's also CM Punk that's swirling around and, you know, who knows what's going to happen with that. Yeah, he's supposedly still getting paid. Yeah. So I think that what's interesting about Regal is that. You brought up a good point about how when he came to AEW, he didn't want to be in office role. And maybe part of that is he had office connections in WWE, so he didn't want to work dirty, you know, like that. Right. Kind of like how Danielson, when he left, he pretty much just promised them, yeah, I won't do the yes thing. Yeah. Very different, but that is a respect type thing. Very different from old school mentality. Back in the 80s, 90s, 100% were doing that shit. Oh, yeah. Um, but if he comes back to WWE, <clears throat> what is what what would they want his role to be? Office, right. on screen, or both? You know, we've now established he was him as both. A, he was, but well, both. You know, technically he was both. Yes, technically he was both, but I don't. You know, obviously NXT general manager is not really a thing anymore. No. in terms of a character. Could come back and still be that, but we've we, but now he's like really been established as on screen, you know, not just like in an office backstage role, like once every month, once a month, you know, and saying, Yeah, let's do that match. Now it's like he's on screen every single week, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So, an enhanced on screen talent. Um, do you want to, if you're WB, have him more like an on screen, like a managerial type role, like the 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 alternate Paul Heyman, you know, have him team up I with would Kevin for Owens. His kid. So what's that? I'd do it for his kid, but mm-hmm. nothing else. I think that'd be more fitting. I agree, because that's literally his kid's entire gimmick from the few videos I've seen them running for him. Yeah, like the hype videos. It seems like he's the wrestler's wrestler. Like he's a pro wrestler in the world of NXT, where you're not a pro wrestler. Mm-hmm. You're a stupid Shawn Michaels given gimmick. Um. So I think that would be an interesting one. Um, you know, you know what I ah, putting him with Cody. I would like that. That'd be fun. I would so do that for so many reasons. Spitefulness, number one, two, three. But I do think him and Cody would work off each other very well. You know, because we saw we saw Arn with Cody, right? And which was weird. <laughs> that whole that whole thing was weird in Cody's final few months, but I don't know. There's something about Cody having a manager that war has always worked, and I don't think they bring in Brandy in, in that respect. They could, and that's when he goes heel that you bring in Brandy, if that makes sense. <clears throat> yes, because it works more for the heel character. It, it's the it's the um, what's that Tony Khan thing that. Tony Khan's like, yeah, people love Sammy, people love Ty Conti, people hate Sammy and Ty Conti. It's <laughs> yeah, it's it's when whenever wrestling fans see a hot couple on television, we immediately boo them. 
Oh yeah, that is that is the thing. They get booed instantly, um, which is so weird. But you know, whatever. Um, but I'm glad you brought up Regal of Cody. I don't think Cody would do that because I think Cody would like to talk promos too much. But Regal's, oh, I think Regal can be the iron rule. But it conjoining that with Regal being the opposite of Heyman, and then having yeah. Regal and Cody versus Heyman and Roman. Pretty good. I mean, pretty good. There's money there. There's money there's there. There's money there. That's there's AEW there. versus now, Do they WWE. want that money? I don't know. But exactly, AEW versus your your like super WWE guy. It's very funny saying versus WWE and Paul Heyman in the same sentence. Yeah. Um, uh, because yeah. of all that's been through. But I mean, that guy is become, that guy is more in WWE now than he's ever going to be right because this yeah. guy's on tv every single week the guy is more the guy is more wwe than ecw at this point because he's yeah he's i mean been he's in the backstage at every show yeah he's probably running some part of something i'm sure he's booking all of roman's story you know like tribal chief uh you so, know but fun. it's funny because both i both you and i are like oh there's money there but then there's also you and i would be like say it, it's like every wrestling person where it's like, oh, there's money there. But ultimately, that's the backup plan. Because if they get Dwayne, then it's like, oh, well, yeah, you get Dwayne. You do you do Dwayne. You, yeah, I mean, we can't be like, that's the, that's the funny thing with the reports yesterday um, about rant, uh, about the Rock possibly coming in at 30 and winning. It's like, well, I can't understand why you wouldn't do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, I can't come up with a good reason. Then if you have Dwayne The Rock Johnson, the biggest movie star in the world, right? And he just also happens to be one of the biggest wrestlers of all time. That you don't do that. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't think The Rock and Roman Reigns need the title. However, if, and as expected, when Roman wins, him standing tall with two titles doesn't look half bad over the rock over the rock right yeah. so it's like ah you play the you play the game and you have i think we've gotten too close to this new wrestlemania now where it's like well you can't have him lose now yeah. <laughs> before yeah and i saw some people pitch like well, what if he loses on night one to cody then beats the rock on night two i was like that's so backwards like would it what yeah. Like that doesn't make sense. Like so timeout, timeout. You want him to lose, which is like the biggest loss we've seen in WWE in a long time, because this guy hasn't lost. Yep. And then you want him to face the rock the next day. Just all right, cool. I mean, don't get me wrong, it won't probably ruin the match for spectators that don't like for casual people, but for people with that just think about it for two seconds, like, oh that's kinda kinda dumb. Yeah. To have him lose. It would be you would have to do the rock night one, which they're not gonna do because night two's your main night, even though I hate the night one, night two conversation. It's so yeah. weird. Yeah. I mean, now that we're talking about the rock, moving on from William Regal a little bit, I, I haven't thinking about this. Is it has to be if the rock doesn't come out to the Royal Rumble, we yeah. will have a I don't know if it'll be that scale in the moment, but a Daniel Bryan esque, like any if any if let's say Cody wins the Royal Rumble, he will get booed. I think it has to be Rock Cody. 
Well, I, I think Cody will get booed if he's not The Rock. Honestly, I think I think Cody is the right well, decision. But I think if if it's like number thirty, three, two, one, I came to play in the price of the game, and then everyone's gonna boo the shit out of him. Yeah. Uh, and then I, and then you know that Cody wins or whatever. The know? only reason I don't worry too much about that is because there's not enough dirt sheet wwe fans that's true that's true completely turn the tide that's true they, ha- um, they haven't really hinted at it on that yeah you have to remember like the reason they turned the tide with daniel bryan is there were a lot of those fans were still like the hardcore fans yeah as well as casual fans everyone liked daniel yeah. bryan but if you have no idea that the rock might be coming back <laughs> yes it's like oh well oh well okay cool <laughs> um but Cody, you know, he's the guy that I'm sure if you're a casual fan, you kind of connect the dots that, oh, maybe he comes back here. I, I mean, I hope you figure that out by now. Yeah. That an injury that, you know, sets you up perfectly for the Royal Rumble means you might probably come back in the Royal Rumble. Maybe, but, maybe. But yeah, no, we'll see. I, 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 I'm just going to do Cody and Seth again. I, <laughs> I, well, I think that I think the perfect thing is you just do Cody as the Ric Flair, have him come in at number two. Have him wrestle the entire match. Then it's like Cody, Rollins, Dwayne, final three. Rollins as as Sid Vicious for some reason in this situation. Um and then you cause a situation where uh you know Dwayne is eliminated in, in you know, all, all this sort of stuff, Dwayne's get Dwayne gets eliminated. And Cody wins, so it's like you know, maybe like there Ro- is a dangerous game if Dwayne gets eliminated. <laughs> yeah. Oh, maybe that. Oh no, you do you play into it more. Sub out Seth Rollins. Throw in Sami Zayn. Uh, there we go. So it's Sami Zayn, Cody, and Dwayne, uh, and then and then and then uh, Sami Zayn eliminates Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then i'm fine i'm doing it perfectly and then Dwayne gets all mad and pulls well, sammy out of the ring and then they fight here's here's why i don't have a problem with Dwayne the rock johnson winning the royal rumble is that this is what happens when you have one world title mm-hmm. right now and you have a match that sets up the main event of wrestlemania <laughs> it's like how do you work around that unless you have that person win that's like with Brock last year. People were so mad, and I was like, "Well, if that if if that's the WrestleMania main event, what what do you want them to do?" Yeah, they're trapped in, right? Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong; we didn't need all the titles to be combined, but whatever. They're so like clearly the titles are going to be split up because I think that was the latest report that before the draft they're going to be split up or something, yeah. or in the draft they're going to be split up. But it's like okay. But how are you going to split them up? <laughs> well, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't that I keep referencing the Ric Flair Royal Rumble because honestly, I think that's the best Cody that was a vacant analog. title. Yeah, wasn't that for a vacant title? Yeah. So if you, if you wanted to play and have Roman drop, just be like, yeah, here you go, have a belt and just put the belt on the line of the Rumble, you could do that. But and then like, have and then you have Cody win it at the Royal Rumble. I don't know. No, nah, that's not how Cody gets his moment. <laughs> At least in my booking, it's not. I think you have, you know, what you could do, could do this, Galaxy Brain thinking. You could have Rollins come in at like, whatever. He wins the title by screwing Cody. 
right? Mm-hmm. You can do that like thing that they love to do of how like Seth is out of the ring and yeah. he sneaks back in and dumps Cody over when Co- everyone thinks Cody won the world title. And then you could just do that at WrestleMania if you really wanted to. Cody versus, but then yeah, I don't know. Just, I I feel like if Cody's not wrestling Roman, he's going to wrestle Seth. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I know, I know. Which I is feel- so weird because we just that's that's literally all Cody's done. <laughs> I know. I want to see him wrestle someone else, some of the other people in that roster. Um, but yeah. Anyways, that's William Regal talk. Uh, <laughs> we have uh, two. Le- we have two things left, and they're just previews. So this is a quick show, folks. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, William Regal. I, th- I think if he if he returns his on-screen talent, that's fine. Maybe throw him in NXT Europe. Turns an office, I would be concerned if I was TK. But uh, we'll find out. Anyways, uh, this Saturday, two shows, two massive, massive shows for two sub-brands of a company. Um, Ring of Honor, final battle happening this Saturday. Uh, death before, oh wait, no. I wrote death before dishonor. It's final battle. Uh, Ring of Honor Final Battle is happening this Saturday, Arlington, Texas, uh, this Saturday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, And then, four hours later, assuming Ring of Honor is not four hours, or goes over four hours, NXT Deadline is happening this Saturday also at 8 p.m. EST in the Performance Center of Orlando, Florida. Um, So, two big shows. <clears throat> two big shows for two B brands. Let's, uh, let's just say, let's be careful with the big shows. These well, the B, shows. the B brand, the B and B brand stands for big. Um, so big shows for B brands. Um, it, I, I say that, but you know, it, Ring of Honor look, is looking pretty good. Deadline looks interesting. Is it? Uh, there's four matches there. I'm about to see the Gun Club. What, what happened to the Kingdom? Who? Is that like yeah, how is really how how has this happened? How has the kingdom just disappeared from existence? That's is anyone question. else anyone else thinking about that, or is that just me? You're you're always thinking about the kingdom. I guess so. Like I said, I said this on Twitter that I don't want to hear shit from the people that are complaining about the kingdom coming in. When you're about to get the Gun Club versus FTR on a pay-per-view. I don't want to hear shit. Because Kingdom versus FTR would probably kick ass. Gun Club versus FTR? Who cares? To be fair, not match has not been announced yet as of press time. But we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what happens. But let's go through the order of the day. Starting off with Ring of Honor Final Battle. We have four matches currently announced. Let's start off. With the match, let's start off with the match that was announced uh, last Friday on Rampage. Um, Rampage, baby. Sorry. Samoa Joe will be defending his Ring of Honor television title against one Juice Robinson. Uh, Bullet Club's Juice, Juice. Robinson. Uh, thoughts? He's on- signed. Yeah, he's signed. They officially said that he is part of AEW. Or, but he didn't get a graphic. He has not gotten a graphic yet. So he's not signed. No. You can't be signed if you're not getting a graph. That's true. That's true. That's true. You can't be. <laughs> Sorry, folks. You just can't be. Until you get a graphic, you're not signed. It's not happening. So it's some sort of deal. Mm-hmm. But he's not signed. That's um, a fun match to just just to kind of toss on. I watched um, I watched 
Jake something versus Juice Robinson from last week strong. I think they watched it yesterday. Oh, they they didn't get a graphic. Excalibur noted on commentary that Robinson had signed with the company. And that challenging Joe was the first act as an official roster member. But continue. It's a little sus that he still hasn't got a graphic. So again, not official till he gets a graphic. Fair enough. Um, but I watched Juice versus Jake something. It was really good. All this is to say that yeah, I really like Juice, and I know some people have kind of soured on him um, through the years, and he's definitely not been him through the years, too, but I have liked, I liked this rock-hard gimmick that he's going with. Now, don't get me wrong, it has kind of died down, and I don't think New Japan knew what to do with him um, after... I don't know. They've been through so much with that U.S. title, and then they got it on Osprey, and they're like, "All right, we're just gonna settle here." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think he's a good ad for whether it be Ring of Honor or AEW or both, or he's gonna keep working here and New Japan. Um, and him versus Joe's an interesting match. It's definitely an interesting, intriguing match to have on a card where nothing sort of made sense, like in. in like outside of the main event, everything kind of just feels tossed together in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a good tossed together match. Um, I'm glad you talk about roster. Did you, so I found out today, and don't look this up because I'm going to quiz you. Uh, I found out today that Ring of Honor updated their website finally. Oh, I literally just went on the website, but I didn't see anything. Don't look at the roster except page, that, except that it's white. <laughs> yes, it's white now. It's white now. Uh, but they have a new they have a new roster page. They have pictures of champions and everything, and they have a list of uh, active and they have lists of alumni. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, of Honor Ring Club of Honor. still a thing. Uh, it says yes. Honor Club at the top. I haven't looked under the roster yet, but it's still a thing. Yes, it's still a thing. That's wild. Yes, they have a streaming service. And and they've updated the streaming service website. I mean, they have a 2022 section. Of I was gonna Claudio. say it's so much of a thing that the pay per views are on there. <laughs> like, yeah, this year's pay per views are on there. Yeah, so I mean, Ring of Honor has a streaming service. Get, get your act together, AEW. Um, let's talk about this roster page. So there are eight, nine, ten. I guess technically eleven people on this roster page. I want you. To, I want to quiz you who is listed as active wrestlers for Ring of Honor right now, <laughs> December 4, 2022. Dalton Castle? One. The Boys? Two, three. I don't even think the champions are. That's the uh, Are they? Any of them? I mean, ask me a name. Give me a name. Mercedes Martinez? Four. You had four. Can you name the other? It looks like you're blanking on the other ring of No, I know the other champions. I'm just wondering. (laughs) Like, is Jericho on here? Five. Oh, he is? Okay, so all the champions. Okay, so I'll I'll add that in there. So Daniel Garcia, six. FTR, seven, eight. Is that all the champions? Uh, You got six men. uh, These are all the champions. Yeah, I named the six men. Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe, okay. Um, And you have two people. Two people left. 
Two people who, not champions, not six men, the only people that are actually, yeah, the only people who are not champions that are on this list. <laughs> Jay Lethal? No. No? Who the hell? I'll, I'll give you a hint. Cabana. Not the King. Cabana? Nope. Oh my God. Cole Cabana <laughs> is listed in the alumni section. Oh, interesting. interesting enough. Uh, the Kingdom also listed in the alumni section. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Okay. Prince Nana listed. This alumni section's wild. We'll get back to it. But uh, continue. It's Brian Cage? Nope. Con in uh, nope. the. Nope. Beats of Agony? What the frick? Nope. <laughs> Can I just check? <laughs> now, I'll tell you right now. The only two people that are listed on here that are not champions, the Briscoes. Jay and Mark Briscoe. Ah, right. Now, let's go through this alumni section real quick. Okay. I, I'm just going to go through this and tell me if these names blow your blow your gourd. Because uh, the alumni section is small. It's a small list. Of, Who they care to put on there? Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, <laughs> six. I clicked it. I had to click it. Yeah, yeah. So there's some great names on here. We got Bully Ray. We got Cody. We got CM Punk. BJ Whitmer. Brian Danielson. AJ Styles. Colt Cabana. Dan Housen. Kevin Steen. Mike Bennett. Matt Taven. Matt Nick Jackson. Tyler Black. Rhett Titus, my boy. Punishment Martinez. Uh, Jay Lethal. I'm just bouncing around. Alex Shelley. What? What earned? specific people this this right to be on the alumni section well they used to work for why, why did they feel the need to keep bully ray why did they, why did they feel <laughs> the need? of all the, the, this is a chosen list of alumni by the way oh it absolutely is why is punishment martinez so important what i know you like red titus but look at the rest of this crew yeah red titus is the only one not signed to a major company bj whitmer is different he's old well, he's also a, he's also a producer for, those for them. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, okay, my point exactly. So, like, what? I think you're right. By the way, I think also they only have Alex Shelley. They don't have Chris Saban. Nope. 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 None of this makes sense. They have CM Punk holding the world title, which is very funny. Um, they, yeah. they don't have any other picture of CM Punk in history. They just have nope. him holding the Ring of Honor world title. No, no, no. That's wild. All of this is wild. This entire website's wild. The roster is just the Briscoes. That's that's what the roster is. Yeah. Because if they didn't have champions, they wouldn't have a roster. Yeah. Yeah. It's um they have no idea where they're going with this brand. <laughs> I think they have ideas. I don't think they no, He bought the exactly. library and he was like, shit, why did I keep why did I keep this active? Why don't I just pull a WWE and just nuke it? Yeah, this is um, it's a wild alumni page. Oh, you. you know what I hate, folks, people that are listening. <laughs> my least favorite part of this whole entire thing. Why is Juice not on the alumni page? Good point. Leader of uh, Lifeblood. Um, I hate that every single title is different. Is oh, bothering yeah. the crap out of me. We have seven different logos. We have seven like the having different designs obviously is great, but oh my god, different logos! What are we doing? Mm-hmm. We gotta get a whole new batch of belts. It's all about the legacy of Ring of Honor. 
That's what it's all about. Yeah, but when the tag titles look like the world title, it's like, what are we doing? That's fair. Anyways, final battle. Uh, uh, final battle. Uh, you, you said it already. Uh, Mercedes Mar- Martinez versus Athena. Women's World Champion Championship winning. match. I think you're right. This very much felt to me as sort of a thrown together match here uh, to k- go off the feud. Not f- were they feuding beforehand? I don't remember. No, I think Mercedes had the match with Deeb at uh, Death Before Dishonor. Yeah, yeah. She got hurt. She got hurt and in that match. In the match, or right after, or something like that. And then she came, and then she just came back right before this pay-per-view and they're like all right we need someone to go against it does feel like she's probably losing the belt too i mean i would i would probably drop the title this ring of honor women's world title has had one wild road in its first year mm-hmm. <laughs> you gotta remember this has only been a year long so of course we have roxy win it big big time <laughs> potential there on the last show that they ever did by the way <laughs> Was that, is that? Am I wrong? Was it not the last show they ever did? Under uh, the Sinclair? No, she she won it beforehand. Are you sure? I'm fairly sure. Are you sure. positive? I'm fairly sure. Was I'll that check. final battle last year? Mm, let me look into it. Let me look into it. I, I don't think so. I, I really it don't was. think so. It was final battle last year. Oh, it was, really? Oh, great. Oh, no, no, it was. no, you're right. That was her first defense or something because yeah. yeah. she faced Willow. Yes, yes. Yeah, I was like, that doesn't sound right. That doesn't yeah, sound okay. right. What a weird show. And then she defended it against Holodead, apparently. Oh, on like one of the tape shows? Yeah, maybe? that wasn't even her yeah. final defense. Her final defense That's was wild. against Holodead, technically. Her final defense technically was an impact. Just saying. Good point, good point, good point. So so, so this is how the title goes, right? They crown Roxy. Roxy, big potential, clear, great grab by them. She loses it to Deanna Perrazzo in Impact. Mm-hmm. Roxy's out of here. She goes to WWE. Deanna Perrazzo's still in Impact. Tony Khan buys the company. Tony Khan's like, uh, we can't get Deanna on the show, so we're going to do an interim title with Mercedes and... Was it Willow? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we just tossed Willow into all <laughs> um, So, the, So they do that, right? And then... Mercedes versus Diana in some like weird main event on Dynamite that in Baltimore, Maryland. No one, yeah, in Baltimore, Maryland, where no no one really knew how to feel. It was a four point eight um, four point eight five at a on cage match. Yeah, oh, yikes! Mercedes wins. It's like okay, sure, whatever. Yep. I get it, right? Um, and Mercedes gets hurt after her first or second de- first defense on a pay per view. Yeah, she defends it uh, defends four on times on Dark against Trisha yeah. Dora, Hyen, Maserati, and Viva Vaughn. Then she defends it against Serena Deeb at Death Before Dishonor, wins the match, has a match a day later against Vita Von Star in new wrestling, uh, and is injured at some point, comes back. Uh, in November of November 16th, wrestles a match on Dark Elevation, has a couple matches on some other indie shows and in Australia, and then she came back on uh, recently. Yeah, let's just crown a theme and move on. 
think that's that's where our, our plan is here. Uh, yeah. Moving down the line, uh, Ring of Honor, pure championship match. Daniel Garcia versus Wheeler Yuta. I mean, this rivalry has obviously been going on all year, but I think this is a nice little, again, another Ring of Honor pure match between these two guys. Going The last match is pretty good. I think the rivalry... <clears throat> I think this is a good follow-up match to have pay-per-view to pay-per-view for Ring of Honor, but knowing that like this rivalry is has been on ice for a little bit and now they're reviving it, I think they I mean, on this go home episode coming up, they really have to do something to really sell this match cuz I, I, I like the I like the wrestlers, I like the feud when they were having it, but it's been on ice for too long and we need to revive it. I I laughed out loud when they when the way they made the match happen, I was like, all right. I mean, I knew this was going to be the match because there was clearly no other way to go for Garcia, but uh, you, you iced it so bad that it's like, okay, sure. Let's just, let's just run this back again. My favorite part um, was Renee being like, all right, I guess you have it. Ring of honor. It's going to be this match. Yeah. Like, she was great. like, all right, whatever. Sure. Um, this is this is kind of the embodiment of Ring of Honor right now, though. It's like, yes, we're running feuds, but they're AEW feuds that happen to involve Ring of Honor titles. And then when it gets to the actual Ring of Honor shows, it's like, oh, um, yeah, this this makes sense. It's two weeks out. It's two weeks out. Yeah. And this was this was Tony Khan's problem for a while with pay per views back like a year ago. It's like where he would just toss matches on to shows and we'd have him. He still does that, but at least for his main feuds, it kind of makes sense. For the main feud here, I'll give him credit. Like Jericho and Claudio have clearly been the direction this whole time. Yeah. As, but I mean, I feel like I've seen it a hundred times already. So it's like, how excited can I be sure. also? Sure. But whatever. I mean, Garcia and Yuta will be fine, but it's pure rules. So I, I don't get my hopes up. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I think I think you're right. I think the feud has been on ice for a little too long. I don't know what they're going to do on Wednesday, but they definitely need to heat this ba- bad boy up. <coughs> need to do something. Uh, or at least that's on Rampage or whatever. Yeah, no, it's it's the thing of, you know, again, Ring of Honor doesn't have television. Uh, but then when you try to run the feud in, in on TV, people say, this is just Ring of Honor. I don't want to watch it. Uh, and then people complain about running it on AEW television, and then when he doesn't run it on AEW television, the feud gets cold, and they try to have the feud again on the pay per view. So I, you can't win them all. They unless, need a Ring of Honor show. <laughs> which, and to be fair, according to Tony Khan and that last press conference, we should be hearing something about it soon. They so, should probably announce it on this show. I think they will be. I I really believe that they will be announcing it on this show. Uh, Ring of Honor. Television. They got good champions. That's the funny thing with Ring of Honor. It's like you look at the champions they got going. It's like, oh yeah, this is good. Yeah, they have a great. Ro- they have a good great roster. Great roster. <laughs> really good roster. Yeah, the only problem is I think their roster disappears when they lose titles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I would definitely toss a Briscoe match on this show, as well as a trios match, I guess. Yeah, I, I think I think we're still going to get that. This is what I think is going to happen. I think we're still going to get a trios match. I think it's going to be Cage and the Gates of Agony versus Castle and the Boys. Sorry, mm-hmm. Castle and the Boys. Um, I think you're right. I think a Briscoe's match is a good idea. I think 
If you're going to do the Gun Club versus FTR, oof, <laughs> then do the Briscoes versus the Kingdom. Yeah. Run it, run it back from a year yeah. ago. You know, no contenders match. Boom. Done. Yeah, you know how much you and I love that match from last oh, year. It was, it was phenomenal. I had no right to be that. <laughs> no right. So let's do it again. Um, yeah. You do that. You know. <clears throat> You know, they're, 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 they, how is this show selling? They they tease Shane Taylor coming back on uh on they the announced Rampage. that match, did they not? Yeah, they did. I don't. Oh yeah, was that four final battle? Yeah. Okay, then yeah, great. Okay, I, Swerve I, in our glory. Mm-hmm. Swerve and Keith Lee, which is again kind of weird, but you know, well, I like the way they're doing it. Is it official that it's Swerve in our glory? Where they left it was sort of like, well, that's what, Keith Lee, and you better find somebody. It um, seems like it'll be. I think it's Swerve in Our Glory versus Shane Taylor, and I'm not gonna lie, I have no idea who JD Griffey is. JD Griffey is a old Ring of Honor guy. Uh, yeah. He has not been around. I mean, he's still around, but he's just he used to. I believe he used to be like part of that same group. I don't know, man. I mean, this guy hasn't been around. Oh dear God, ever. Oh, they've sold good tickets. For, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Hit me. They got like so so they've sold almost all of around the ring except for like they're charging three hundred tickets for second row, so that's tough. Um so those tickets haven't sold yet on like the there's an entire row open down like the entrance ring. Yeah. Almost there's an entire second row almost open. Um Every, like the surrounding, it is absolutely. There are so many open spots. Some of them haven't even sold a seat in parts of them. Yeah, I mean, this is what we're talking about. It's like you know, people complain about them doing Ring of Honor television on TV, and then when he decides, all right, I won't do it, then you got a cold ass show. They're only forty five dollars everywhere besides ringside is forty five dollars. Yeah. If I was Tony Khan, I would have booked more of this show on my AEW television. I would have booked more of it on Rampage specifically. No one's watching it anyway, so who gives a shit? Who gives a shit if it's on Rampage? Um, that's what I would have done if I was Tony Khan. Rampage really should have just been Ring of Honor for a while there. I agree, but then people were complaining about, oh, it's it's. I don't want to see Ring of Honor. I can't. I, the oh, titles yeah. confuse me. That's... You get to see uh, QT Marshall then. Congratulations! Yeah, so you're in that one. Yeah, no, that but that's what I would have done. But um, TK obviously did not do that. Uh, now, but now we're here. We got a cold show that's not selling. It's selling okay. It's not selling. It's selling okay. It's not selling but, perfectly. But also to remember, it starts at like four in the afternoon. Yeah, Eastern. Yeah, in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> they're in Texas. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, is it, is it two or is it two or three? Uh, it would be like three, I think. In Texas, I mean, don't get me wrong; it sounds fun. Go to a wrestling show, have the rest of your night. Mm-hmm. But man, it's a. I know why he's doing it. He's trying not to compete with UFC. I thought. I think I saw. Yeah, but it's like, dude, this is this is extreme. Like, people are gonna watch your show. They're not gonna watch your show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 tough. It's a tough spot to be in uh, for Ring of Honor, but you know, I'm still gonna watch it. I I think it's still gonna be good. Like like yeah. yes, it's cold, but I think one, 
people were saying similar things about Full Gear, and that show was awesome. Uh, two, I, I think it's like I think that's one of AEW's weirdly bet weirdly best qualities about AEW is that you know they need to be better on like the hype and everything. They used to be really good at hype very early on, yeah. <clears throat> and now they have to actively do the hype. You know, they can't right. just announce something and it's going to happen yeah. anymore. But uh, now that we're here, uh, they need to be doing something that's like, they need, they need to blow my mind. They need to blow my gourd. And I think they ha- have, AEW has the ability to blow out expectations. And they constantly do it all the time. Whenever I think something's not going to be good, my expectations get blown out. And I think this show has a chance to be that. Um, I think there's certainly a chance. And we'll have more matches announced too. Um, Ring of Honor World title match, main event, Chris Jericho versus Claudio Castagnoli. This uh, really feels like Claudio is going to win here. Uh, I would be very surprised if Chris Jericho won retained, but uh, <clears throat> I would love it. I think that would be <laughs> awesome if Chris Jericho retained. I don't think it's going to be happening here, though. What do you think? I don't. With the regal stuff, it's really started to toss me back and forth on the Blackpool Combat Club future in itself. Because it's like the group kind of feels like it's starting to just not be together, which is really funny because we didn't get them together all that much at at all. Um. But why why do why do you put the Ring of Honor World title on Chris Jericho to begin with, right? It it was to to me to try to sell a show, to try to sell Ring of Honor, yeah. and we haven't even got there yet. Yeah, in terms of a show, and then you create a story where Claudio has to join JAS, so that makes you think, eh, well, I don't I don't know if they're gonna do that. But he was a sports entertainer. Um, I think Claudio probably wins, but I wouldn't be shocked if Jericho won. Fun fact. This isn't his eighth defense. Uh, This would be a seventh defense. But if you include the match where he won the title, this is Chris Jericho's eighth Ring of Honor world title match. He's got them in. We'll give him credit for that. He has gotten them in. The Ocho. The Ocho. The, Ocho. the Eighth. The Ocho. It's all aligned. Ocho has done a really good job at uh, being Ring of Honor World Champion. If that, I know people like Jericho's been an interesting topic because like he's had a he's had a impressive comeback and you know he's bounced back this year, been shape of his life and. Mm-hmm. But he's been in the same feud for who knows how long. So that's, you know, frustration. Yeah. But he's done good. Yeah, he's no, good I, I think this match should be really good. Uh, yeah. Great, maybe. I think Claudio is definitely going to win it here. This man has won so many titles. Holy shit. Yeah, we're talking about Chris Erica? <laughs> yeah. I think Claudio is definitely going to win it here. Um,. Honestly, I think Chris Jericho is a better idea, though. 
I th- honestly, I think you keep the title on Chris Jericho. He's been doing great stuff. Uh, like honestly, doing great work. You know, you're selling that TV. Why not sell it? Continue to sell it with Jericho. I'm okay. I'm. I'm. T- I would totally be okay if Claudio lost. I think he's gonna win. But I would. I would almost prefer it if Jericho retained the title because I've been liking what he's been doing. Yeah, I agree that I'm. I'm kind of over the. JAS BCC stuff. I do think the Ocho revitalized it a little bit for me. But, and not just for me, but for like Jericho as a whole. But I think that just continue it. I'm not over the Ocho. I'm not over, right. you know, I'm not over any of this other stuff. I just continue Chris Jericho. I've honestly been loving what Chris Jericho has been doing. And I would love to see him take on someone else um, and continue that ring of honor stuff. I, what is that something else? What else is he doing? I don't, I don't know who he else he would face. Maybe he faces the kingdom. I don't know. The Briscoes, Chris Jericho versus the Briscoes. That's fun. A short little mini feud there. I don't know. I don't know what he could do, but I think the idea of him putting over new younger talent and establishing the roster in that way, like he did with his first, World title reign, I think that's what you do. I think that's what you do. Um, I think that's what I would like to see, and I would like. To if see it Jeff. matters to anyone, because I do, I do think this matters. He is nowhere remotely close to records, mm. so he should just keep the belt. Like he's never going to touch the defense record. Not going to happen. What, Not a shot. What's that defense record? Um, I think I know Danielson had like forty. <laughs> He defended that thing on like every match. Jesus, Jesus Christ! Danielson having forty defenses. Oh man, yeah. No, I think I think you just keep it on Jericho. I, I honestly, I think you just keep it on Jericho, Scotty. I think that's just what you got to do. Uh, I think that's the perfect thought to have Jericho still in it. I don't, I don't see any reason not to have Jericho and Claudio. You know, he'll be fine. I think Claudio serves that sort of Adam Page role of, like, he'll get back to it. He won it run- once, you know, constantly working on getting back to it. I think you start establishing that journey. I think here is where you really establish that journey of getting back to it. Uh, and I think, you know, that because that also shows that you start having that sort of world title storyline set up for your television. Um. Who else Jericho faces? I have no idea. Let's look at that roster page. Uh, the Briscoes, I guess. You know, maybe Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe loses to Juice, maybe. I don't know. He hasn't done Samoa Joe, I don't think. Scotty left the call, so I'm waiting for him to come back. I apologize. There I apologize. Is. Were you counting? Uh, it was either that or you were going to hear my dog barking forever, so I had mm-hmm. to let him, let him go. <laughs> yeah, no, no worries. I was about to say, I was like, he's probably just counting uh, all of Chris, uh, Brian Danielson's title defenses. It was a total of 38 successful defenses. Yeah, so Jericho's never close to that. I, I think I think ultimately, <laughs> you just, you just there's, I don't see any reason to get the title off of him. I think you can establish a, the long-term world title storyline. Today, like Final Battle is when you establish the storyline of Claudio trying to get back into it. Hmm. You know, that sort of Adam Page idea. 
Jericho can go off and do other things. Claudio can go off and do other things. <clears throat> you have two story, big storylines that you can help bolster Ring of Honor television with. Jericho can feud with the Briscoes. Jericho can feud with Samoa Joe. You know, <clears throat> you can feud with other people. Let's look at that alumni page. Bring back Christopher Daniels. You feud with him. I don't know. Feud with Bully Ray. He, God, Cesaro. Sorry, Claudio would really benefit from leaving the Ring of Honor stuff because he's he's done the same thing yeah. since he debuted. Hasn't changed even a little bit. Yeah. So that's why I also think I him think, losing is a good idea. Yeah, I agree. I think I him agree. losing will give him a new dimension that he needs. Also, Takeshi Morishima's um, title reign is the wildest thing you'll ever see. What do you mean? Because just he, so he had a lot of belt, he had a lot of matches, not reign, but just kind of like career. Do you know he had matches in WWE? Really? Yeah, he had two dark matches mm, okay. randomly where he beat Charlie Haas and Jamie Noble. Oh, he won them too. Yeah, that's why I'm looking at his thing because I, I went down the reign of the world title reign rabbit hole to see if anyone had beaten Danielson's mark. Nigel McGuinness had 38. Um, what did Samoa Joe have? He had less than Bolt. So there's your interesting facts of the day, people. That uh, Jericho's not touching this record, but I think keeping the title on him, like you said. It'd be a good choice. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there's any reason not to. I don't think there's any reason not to. It's working, so why not? Um, speaking about working, I guess NXT Deadline is also happening this Saturday at 8 p.m. EST in Orlando, Florida. Um, a couple matches announced so far, really just three, uh, with more on this way, presumably this Tuesday, uh, and then I guess two confirmations on those matches as well. Uh, this is the show where we're getting the Iron Survivor Challenge, I guess, actually, as part of that uh, match type. But we'll be getting two Iron Survivor Challenges. Can I read you, Can I read everyone the rules? They're very funny. <laughs> <laughs> Please do, because I was just looking them up. Yes. The rules for the Iron Survivor Challenge are as follows, as per WWE.com. So this is as official as it gets. Ready? All right. So five superstars will compete in this unique 25-minute match as they battle each other and the clock. Two superstars will start the match at every five minutes. A new superstar will enter the match until all five are in the ring. The goal is to have the most falls when the clock hits 25 minutes. Falls can be won at any time by pinfall, submission, or disqualification. Oh, dear God. When a superstar scores a fall, they will earn a point. However, when a superstar loses a fall, the superstar must pay the penalty. They are forced out of the ring and into a penalty box for 90 seconds. Once the 90 seconds are up, the superstar can re-enter the match. The superstar who scored the most falls when the clock hits 25 minutes will be named the Iron Survivor and become the number one contender to the NXT Championship and NXT Women's Championship, respectively. So, if you get a point, you go. You get. You try and get the most points possible. There's you, three in the hatches for this show. Yep. 
if you it, you're trying to get as many points as possible, if you get a point, that's great. If you lose a point, you have to suffer and go into a penalty box. I'm gonna bet you a hundred dollars, Scotty, that I don't own that uh, the first person that goes into a penny penalty box will be because of a disqualification. That'd be the uh, hundred bucks. All yeah, right, the punishment. Um, and it'll be like Grayson imaginary Wall- dollars. It'll be like Grayson Waller or something. <laughs> um, which I mean, to that point, two Iron Survivor matches, challenge matches, right? Iron Survivor Challenge. I keep forgetting. It should just be Iron Survivor, not Challenge. Um, they're both number one contenders. I, I heard this when I was listening to uh, Voices of Wrestling, and they talked about the, with the War Games about how how having two, it, it, the the downside of having more like of the women inclusion matches are now there's always going to be two of them on a show. There's always now going to be two Royal Rumbles, always two Hell in a Cells, two, yeah. um, you know, Money in the Banks, two Iron Survivors. Uh, and in a match that we have never seen before, they are going to do pretty much every idea they have in a match that we've never seen before over the course of 25 minutes total for one match. Over the course of 50 minutes we're going to see every idea they can come up with for this Iron Survivor gimmick. And it, it lives or dies. We have no idea if this gimmick will work, work. And after the first match, we'll know if it works or not. And then we'll have to see a second one. You know? That, that's, that is the concern of these new gimmicks. I like... I've said it before when they announced it. I like the new gimmicks. I like that they're testing out gimmicks in NXT. I think that's a good idea. I just have concerns of... If you're testing it out, why do it twice in one night? Unless the matches are going to be rapidly different, like the match styles are rapidly different, in which case I don't know how they would be rapidly different, but I'm not a wrestler. That's their job to figure out. So I do have I do have reservations when it comes to that. But do you want to talk about the Iron Survivor Challenge matches, Scotty? Yeah, I mean, the women's one's going to be so bad. All right, so that woman's one. Zoe Stark... Cora Jade, Roxanne Perez, which you would think this match is built perfectly for Roxanne Perez. Should be the Roxanne Perez match. <laughs> Kiera, Kiera James, you all remember. I don't even know who that is. Sorry, Kiana James, my apologies. Uh, I've never went into a show not knowing who someone is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know who she is. She uh, was on Dark uh, three times. Oh. What a, wow! What a Chris, career. Christina K. Remember her? X Tina K. No, she was on Dark. So she was she okay? Kiana Kiana James. She wrestled on Dark for AEW four times. She, <laughs> she had forty one matches. She had two indie matches for Daily Wrestling. Right. Stay with uh-huh. me. Um, and then she was signed with WWE. After a tryout. So she had six matches. And then she signed with WWE in February. She They put her on main event with Asuka. Yeah. She also beat Dana Brooke on main event. Mm-hmm. Well, after losing to Dana Brooke the week before. <laughs> she beat Thea Hale, who I actually know who she is. 
But yeah, she she is she's practically a nobody. She has forty one matches to her name. <laughs> All and, and thirty five of them have come in WWE. I don't know who she was trained by. She was trained by Sean Spears and Tyler Breeze from Flatbacks. She's a Flatbacks graduate. She's had a lot of televised matches that I couldn't tell you about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's going to be those four. And Where's then... Ivy Nile? I know who Ivy Nile is. She's good. Well, not in here. Uh, there is a mystery. Not even in the wild card match. <laughs> there is a wild card match because my favorite thing about this is having a five-person debate on who to enter in this match <laughs> with Shawn Michaels, Road Dog. D-O-double-G. Um, X-Pac, 123Kid. Alundra Blaze, Molly Holly for some reason. And for both of these Iron Survivors, they could not come to a consensus on the f- what five people should be in this match. So they just they came up with eight people and then just did a wild card. I don't know if the wild card was always planned from the beginning, but I just think that's funny. Anyways, the wild card match is happening this Tuesday for the women's. is going to be triple threat. It's going to be Wendy Chu, Fallon Henley. Do you remember you know who Fallon Henley is? No. <laughs> she's the she's the girl cowboy of Brooks and Jensen. Oh, uh, I just want to I, yeah. I just want to point out to everyone Josh Briggs and Brooks and Jensen. Kiana James has three wins on NXT television, but she had a great year. She had a great year, so she was instantly in the match, but not Wendy Chu. Not uh, Fallon Henley. No, Ivy Nile, for example. Mm-hmm. She beat her her last televised match. She beat Kiana James. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's that that really worked in my favor there. But she has had one televised match um, on non NXT level up since September. So and that was a tag team match. That tells me. That WWE sees something in Kiana James, but not necessarily Ivy Nile yet. Because they've been yeah. putting Kiana James on main event, Fosca with Dana Brooke and all these other people. Not Which not- is really funny because Ivy Nile wins all her matches. Mm-hmm. Kiana James does not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, the Wendy, the Iron Survivor Challenge wild card match that's happening this Tuesday. Wendy Chu, Fallon Henry, Henley, and Indy Hartwell. One of those three women will win their match and then have to face Kiana James, Roxanne Perez, Cora Jade, Zoe Stark for the Iron Survivor Challenge, NXT Women's Title, number one contendership. Who do you think is it going to be? Are you, are you excited, oh. Scotty? Who, who do you, who, who's your pick? Who's your pick? Oh, this these, is going to be so bad. Out of these uh, eight women, sorry, seven women, who do you think is going to be? As the winner, winner? As the winner, winner. Who is your think, new number one contenders? It should be Roxanne. Yeah, that's it. Roxanne should be winning this match and beating Mandy Rose. Uh, Mandy Rose currently not defending her title at the show. Hallelujah. She's currently not defending her title. Well, I, she can go against the uh, Nikita Lions who got dragon screwed by nobody. Don't know what happened there. Um, yeah, I think it should be Roxanne. I, I don't think it's going to be. It should be. Else. Will it be? Who the hell knows? I don't know. I think it should be Kiana James, honestly. 
Is Kiana James the one that has like the accountant gimmick? She has glasses on, so I'm gonna go with yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh no! That's uh, does she have? She has glasses, so sure. Kiana. I don't know. You don't usually have glasses on wrestlers. I'm sorry. Does she wear the glasses wrong? in the ring? I I don't even know who she is, and you're asking me questions if she wears them to the ring. By the way, Meltzer reported that Regal's gone. Oh, great. As of today? Uh, let me, let me, let me okay, while you look this up, I'll read this. A decorated yeah, entrepreneur, Kiana James, uses her cunning intelligence to outwit the competition in the boardroom and in the squared circle. Why is she here if she's in the boardroom? Um, as fierce as she is calculating, James shows no mercy, cleverly using her research to outmaneuver any opposition. Although new to the ring, James has quickly begun to climb the ladder, outlasting 26 other superstars to become one one of the final four women left standing in a massive number one contender 30-woman battle royal. Kiana James is so good, Scotty, that she, out of 30 people, was the fourth to last eliminated. Pretty good. Pretty good. Good for her. <laughs> good for her. Out of out of out of all thirty women, she was the la- fourth to last eliminated. Good for her. Embarrassing stuff. <laughs> Embarrassing with, stuff. <laughs> with plenty of experience climbing the ranks in the corporate world, it's seemingly only a matter of time before James rises to the top of NXT. Anyways, I think it should be her, undoubtedly. Anyways, let's talk about the next one. NXT title, number one contendership, Iron Survivor Challenge match. J.D. McDonough, great year. Joe Gacy, even better year. (laughs) Carmelo Hayes, the only one that has the honest-to-God actual resume to be on this list. Grayson Waller, all right. right. I've seen all three. Three of the four lose repeatedly every time I've ever watched NXT. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two of them, which I think have lost multiple times to Braun Breaker. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But let's talk about that wild wild card. Because you have to they think. Don't have, you have they to, don't even have it announced, do they? The wild card? No, no, we do. We do. Here we oh, go. It Ready? Say it, on the, it doesn't say it on this preview. Oh, we'll strap in. Here we go. Andre Chase. Axiom. Oh, sweet. He's and good. Von Wagner. Remember when we hit that lady with the, cha- the ladder? Paul Wagner just had an NXT title match. Oh, did he? Yeah, he lost. Well, he has another shot here because he had a great year. What happened to the Dragon Up? Who? Ilya. I've never, never heard of him. Oh, all right. Well, never I heard of him. Does he wrestle? Is he a leader of a corporate world? What happened to Tyler Bate? <laughs> Who? <laughs> Who are these? What happened to all the good about? people? Why do we keep putting the good people in some random like Scotty, little shack? On the side they of the aren't world? good people. If they had a good year, they would be in this match, like <laughs> J.D. McDonough, Joe Gacy, <laughs> Grayson Waller, and oh, and probably you know who deserves to be in this match, my boy Axiom and Andre Chase. They deserve to be in this match. They had good years. Not this Tyler Bate fellow. Not this Ilya Dragunov guy. No, Andre Chase deserves to be in this match. <laughs> who do you think? Who do you think's gonna win this one? Jay McDonough has lost 
two NXT title matches already. Uh-huh. Okay? Just yeah. just play this game with me. Joe Gacy, I know, I know for a fact test because I've watched his matches and they were bad. Um, Carmelo Hayes? Um, I don't think he, he lost his, he had two straight matches of losing NXT title matches on TV. He lost it at Spring Break-In and In Your House. So, there you go. He lost back-to-back uh, NXT title matches there. Spring Break-In? Was that a real show? Uh, it was an NXT TV special. Oh, okay. Um, so, no. <laughs> no. Uh, he lost to Cedric Alexander on main event most recently. Um he uh they also lost the schism or whatever the fuck they're called. Lost to uh Cameron Grimes and the OC <laughs> Gallows and Anderson. Yeah. Oh, but he did beat Cameron Grimes in a regular match. Uh that was his last televised NXT title. Great NXT year though. Great year though. Great so year. by default, it has been a great year for Joe Gacy. Mm-hmm. This is all shit. It's all bad. What about Grayson Waller? Did he win his feud against Apollo Crews? I don't remember. I doubt it because he's not the one in the title match. All right, let's see. Grayson Waller, his last match, he won against Duke Hudson. Classic. Big win. Big win. Classic. Um, He lost to Akira Tozawa on main event. Mm -hmm. He beat R-Truth by referee's decision when R-Truth got hurt. Yep. Mm-hmm. He lost to Apollo Crews in a in a casket match. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Halloween Havoc. And he all he lost to Ilya Dragunov on TV. I never heard of that guy. He lost to Oro Mensa on TV. Uh huh. For that qualifying um, ladder match. But he did beat Apollo Crews the first time they faced each other. So. Uh yeah. There you go. Great year for him. Great year. Great year. He lost that casket. Romel match. Hayes again is the only one I can give you any anything about so he has to win because i feel like your goal should be doing that match one time before one of them go up yeah yeah it should be hayes going up by the way yes carmelo hayes of this crop is the only guy that i think is ready for main roster yeah i mean beyond beyond Keanu james but <laughs> this show sucks yeah no um i don't know man I don't know. I'm gonna pick Joe Gacy as my winner. I'm gonna be rooting for the Gase, the Gase man. All right, I'm just gonna pick Carmelo Hayes. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna make this difficult. <laughs> it's gonna be a, no, I, had a, I had a horrendous joke to make. I'm not gonna make that joke. It was thanks. That was a really bad joke. Um. Anyway. Oh wait, Joe Gacy did return on uh, SmackDown recently. Returned on SmackDown. Yeah. Yeah. What does that mean? He has an uncle Howdy. Wait. <laughs> what? Hold on. I'm saying he's just Bray Wyatt, but you know, bad. Oh, worse somehow. Oh, okay. What if is he Uncle Howdy? Is it where? What is happened to Bray Wyatt? Is he still the hottest? Thing I don't know. Is he still around? He's still the is hottest. He thing? on SmackDown this past week. I don't know. To be fair, you just learned Tegan Knox was. <laughs> How the hell am I supposed to know? If you didn't, if you just learned the return guy, I don't think we're gonna figure out. Uh... Anyways, the NXT deadline main event undoubtedly is NXT title match: Braun Breaker versus Apollo Cruz. Now, now we're talking. Now we're talking. Yeah, it should be pretty good. 
two athletic beasts. Marvels of their time. You know Kofi Kingston declared for the Royal Rumble. <laughs> oh, good for him. Not Xavier, though. This is how this random graphic of Kofi just smiling. Good for him. <laughs> you can tell how much I don't want to talk about the show. The Royal Rumble's um, two also, months. JBL, Royal Rumble's JBL two is hosting months. a high-stakes invitational poker tournament on Monday Night Raw. Wow. Wow. And I was told Triple H made this stuff better. Um, the Royal Rumble's not... Is Royal Rumble's two months away. And Kofi's like, I'm in it. <laughs> I'm in it, man. You know I'm there. You know I'm yeah, there. Yeah, Braun Breaker wins. All right, there you go. <laughs> <clears throat> Apollo Crews versus Braun Breaker would be a really cool, like, Steiner Brothers group. Tribute match. Honestly, that'd be a pretty good tag team. I'll be honest. Yeah, Breaker Braun Breaker's going to win. The Crews Breakers? The, the, the Apollo... Apollo... Breakers, yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, yeah, Brown is gonna win. Carmelo Hazel was gonna win. Two just unspirited shows. No spirit in these shows. Cold, cold as ice. Which which show is colder? You think? NXT by default. <laughs> which, at the end of the day, which show do you think will be better? Wrestling wise, uh, Ring of Honor by default. Yeah, I think that's that's a, that's a layup of a question. It really is a layup of a question. Anyways, that's our show. I guess I I apologize for the lack of energy, folks. But I am of course sick. As you probably heard, and, and I'm dead inside. So. And 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 Scotty had to preview NXT Deadline, so yeah, Kiana James. <laughs> <laughs> Where is Ivy Nile? Where is Ivy Nile? Is she? I know. My entire conversation was, "Where's Ivy Nile?" That that is that was my preview for this. Is she feuding with someone right now? There's not a shot, dude. Where is she? I want to see her win. Not here. She's pretty good. She... No, she's not. She's not in the match. <laughs> You're right. She had a horrendous year. Let's look horrendous at it. Year. Oh, I, you know what I remembered? Here, even better, even better. I got another. <laughs> I want to talk about good years? Match statistics on cage match. All right, let's see. Ivy Niles, twenty twenty two. Her, she has twenty out of thirty seven matches. She has twenty six wins, a seventy point three win percentage. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Staying, staying on board. Staying on board. Kiana James, of course. We all know Kiana James. Out of 35 matches this year, two less, so it's similar. She won nine matches. Ivy Nile, 70% win percentage. Count of James, 25.7. But, Count of James, she was the fourth to last eliminated in a battle royal once. So, you know, that's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Pretty. pretty I'm gonna bet. Do you think Ivy Nile? I'm gonna end the show. We gotta end the show. Anyways, before I look up Ivy Nile's win percentage against every other person in this competition, seeing <laughs> that she is probably better than everyone else. 
and my nose is clogging up with mucus. Anyways, I apologize, folks, for being sick. I've been trying to get better for a whole damn week, and I couldn't. <coughs> this is literally the best I've been all week. Can you believe it? Just in time to preview these two shows. Yeah, so you're welcome. We'll be back next week. Presumably, I'll be healthier. And presumably, we'll have a guest next week. Don't want to announce it in case anything falls through. But presumably, next week, we will have a guest. Reviewing NXT TakeOver Deadline, <laughs> of course. And Ring of Honor Final guest. Battle. <laughs> the poor, poor guest. Hey, hey, they have the option. They have the option. They chose this show. And they're in. It's going to be good. So stay hyped for that. Should be good stuff. Scotty, anything to plug? Anything to plug? My guy. Oh, you, you caught me mid-yawn. I know. So. That's why I was trying to stall <laughs> to give you a <laughs> moment stop. to breathe. Um, No. Nothing? No good matches this week? Oh, shit. Um, Brian Danielson versus Dak Harwood. Pretty good. Pretty good. That's pretty good. I'd say so. It was it was finger linking good. Ew. <laughs> Ew. Can I can I hit you with a can I hit you a wild card here? Like the Iron Survival Challenge? No, no, no. That's not going to be a match of the week in anyone's list. But but they have wild cards. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I'm going to go with MLW. That's right. I'm back on the MLW train, baby. How the hell did you watch MLW? ProWrestling.tv is free, by the way. You can just watch it. Pro, go so to Pro, it? ProWrestling.tv. I discovered this. Thank you, MLW. It's free, and you can watch all of Warrior Wrestling on it. All of Warrior Wrestling shows are on it, I believe. Um, uh, going back to the Stadium Series in 2021. Uh, AAA is on it. MLW's on it. That Women's Wrestling Army show by Maria Canellis is on it. Okay. Control Your Narrative is on it, so you know I'm uh, there. That's enough. All right. That's enough. Um, but yeah, no, you can watch it. You can watch MLW for free on Pro Wrestling. What is it TV. called? Pro Wrestling.net? Uh, Pro Wrestling TV.live, I believe. Um, okay. But yeah, it's, it's free. What is the match? Uh, the match was, which I could have seen live, but I chose not to. Pretty good match. Alexander Hamilton, Hammerstone versus Bandito for the MLW World Heavyweight title. Pretty good match. <clears throat> Again, could have seen this live. It was a good, really good Bandino match. And you know, I love me some Bandito. Uh, so that was really, really good. Um, so go check that out. ProWrestlingTV.live or whatever that is. You can just look up ProWrestling.tv. What's that? MLW existed. Well, yeah. Well, they haven't. This is their third show back. Ah. I think fourth, fourth. Ah. This is off to watch that. Yes, that is a fourth show back. This is the first one from their Georgia sh- taping, um, which was taped on September eighteenth. Yes, I was considering going to that. So it's finally coming around. And See, you could have had your match of the week weeks ago. I could have. I could have. And this this show, this taping, don't forget, this is the taping where Shun Skywalker uh, wins, spoilers, wins the, uh, I believe, the junior heavyweight title from LLW. Did you, did you really 
did you really just spoil? Well, I spoiled it because he's currently no longer the middleweight <laughs> champion. Not only no longer, he's back in Dragon Gate. <laughs> Very much just, you know, being a wrestler again in Dragon Gate. So yeah, good. he he he's. We are about to watch him w- win the title. Which, by the way, I watched Davy Richards finally win the national openweight title. So good for him. <laughs> Took him long enough. Uh, I saw him finally win it. Struggle. I'm about to see Shun Skywalker win it. Uh, and yeah. So yeah. If anyone hasn't figured out by now, Ryan just is looking for like one of these one of these uh lower US promotions to figure their shit out. He tried with ML uh, he's tried with MLW, you know, they went away they go away for months upon months. Uh he tried with NWA. <laughs> that worked out well for him. Uh <laughs> Impact's the only one that gives him something. Impact's the only one that gives him something. They're killing off their top stars. And they're giving him Bully Ray. So, you know, as you can tell, it's really paying off for Ryan. Yeah, I need I need some contenders for minor slash independent wrestling company of the year. You know, for the, for the year-end awards. Does Impact count? Or are they too big? Because uh, they're owned by Access. Uh, they, they're or, minor. They're minor. Well, no, we don't do... No, we just do promotion of the year. We just do promotion well, of the year. they're not winning. So they're not congratulations win. to them. Yeah, no. Uh, they're not gonna easily. Not, I don't think they'll win match of the year for minor or independent wrestling promotion either. Good job. Because if, if if Stardom's moving up to the big leagues of major major, yeah, they're in the big leagues now, kid. Then uh, what if impacts the major, <laughs> impacts the major leagues? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, impact is minor, baby. Oh uh, boy, we should probably end the show, huh? Yeah, we probably should end the show. Thank you, everybody, for listening with us. We apologize for. Uh, health issues but we'll be back next week we'll have a guest to help us out and until then we'll see you all next week goodbye everybody all right yeah i know i just said we're we're leaving but i after we finish recording i know i just said goodbye but after we finish recording <laughs> i i remembered that we didn't even talk about the draft the draft from last week and the results of that yes. said poll polling scotty yeah so uh, how do you think yeah. how, a week out? How do you, how do you feel? How do you feel about your draft, your roster? Yeah, I, I, I had some hits and misses. I had some hits and misses. You know, I think some places I could have done better. I, I, I assumed a little too much that you would skip over certain people that I wanted. Mm-hmm. And I think admittedly that came back to bite. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I still feel pretty good about my, uh, my roster yeah. over there. I think, uh, I think I did a good job. How about yourself? I think that I picked a great roster that I would love, but looking at it, I can see like, oh, well, you picked a lot of heavy hitters. You know, Omega, Okada, Roman, MJF, Jay White, Adam Page, Akingo, Tanahashi, Naito. Yeah, you gotta play to you gotta you gotta play to the the people. You gotta yeah, play to the people. Yeah. I, I love my rosters, but I think I didn't play enough to the people. But we got the we got the votes in. You got the votes in. Out of 52 votes, we have with 63.5% of the vote, two-thirds of the percent of the vote, Scotty wins the draft, the first annual RPR draft. Scotty, how do you feel? Speech, 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 speech. Yeah, I'd, like to, I'd like to thank the Academy. I'd like to thank uh, you know my family for helping me get through and you know pushing me, pushing me to draft the best possible team. 
Um, I'd like to thank the wrestlers, the wrestlers who I drafted for being so good that, you know, they spoke to other people, you know, that was, that was a very important part of it without them. You know, I'm not here, right. I'm not here. So uh, thank you to all the great roster members who went out there and shined bright and uh, you know, have a good, uh, have a good one, everyone. Thank you. Thank you for voting me. Thank you for picking me. I, I really do appreciate it. Bollocks. Bollocks, I say. Disappointing. Disappointing loss. Next year. Hey, man. You know, it's tough. Can't all, <laughs> can't all win. I'm not, I'm not saying I've never lost a, a wrestling draft, but I've never lost a wrestling draft. <laughs> Next year, I'm going to come back with a vengeance. Next year, he's going to be like, bang, bang, even though I don't know how much it will change. <laughs> no, you're right. Next year, you can come out with a bang. That's right. Diamond Dallas Page will be opening my number one pick. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, no. Thanks for the, thanks for the warning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But thank you, everybody, for voting in the uh, draft poll. We really appreciate it. We'll be back next week for a new episode next year for a new draft. Stay tuned for that. But until next week, goodbye. This has been a Count Out Podcast.